In today's reading from the Acts of the Apostles, we find Paul and Barnabas continuing their travels, evangelizing the people, establishing church communities, and appointing elders. In describing this missionary journey, St. Luke, the author of Acts of the Apostles, continues to provide a snapshot of the early church. Jesus founded the church and expected it to endure, grow, and bear fruit until the end of time. To do so, it needed a structure, a hierarchy. And that's what St. Luke describes when he writes that Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church and with prayer and fasting commended them to the Lord. The Holy Spirit sent out missionaries like Paul and Barnabas who ordained church leaders to take care of the local church communities. From the very beginning then we see that the church has hierarchy, a pope, bishops, and priests. This is part of God's plan from the beginning, not a later human invention. One of the reasons God designed the church this way has to do with our tendency to disagree. Ever since original sin, we have found it hard to harmonize different points of view and opinions. God didn't want that problem to obscure his revelation. God wanted to give us a clear, dependable understanding about the most important truths, what we should believe and how we should act, faith and morals. These are too essential to be left up to committees and votes. For this reason, he gave the church what is called the magisterium, the teaching office of the pope and bishops united to the pope. When the church officially teaches about faith and morals, it has Christ's own guarantee that the teaching is true. And this is an extremely valuable gift because our minds need truth as much as our hearts need love, our eyes need light, and our bodies need food. Like the early church, we too are sent out to evangelize the people. The popes, bishops, and priests certainly have the mission to teach, to evangelize. But every one of us has that same responsibility, that same duty, that same mission received directly from Jesus Christ at our baptism. But before we can teach the others of faith, we need to know the faith ourselves. One treasure chest of Christ's truth is the universal catechism of the Catholic Church and its shorter question and answer version, the compendium of the catechism. Unfortunately, for many of us, it is a buried treasure. We never dig into it, so we don't benefit from it. When a question comes up in conversation at school or at work, when a doubt is bothering us, when a newspaper article criticizes the church, in all these situations and more, our automatic first stop should be the catechism before we go anywhere else. If it isn't, we can easily be led astray. In our parish and throughout our diocese, there are countless opportunities for us to learn more about our faith, to open this treasure. For example, our RCIA program, for those inquiring about the Catholic faith, is open to all of you, everyone here this evening. We offer many other opportunities throughout the year. Perhaps you need to come to RCA to learn about a new topic or simply to refresh or clarify a specific topic that's on your mind. Only when we know our faith can we evangelize, tell the good news to all that we meet. And when we tell the good news, we carry out the mission Christ gave to us to teach all nations. Of course, 
We first evangelize by our actions. We have all heard the old adage, actions speak louder than words. As Catholic Christians, we need to move past evangelizing behavior. We do need to teach, to admonish, to correct. Everything we do and say must be rooted in our Catholicism. If you are a doctor, be a good Catholic doctor. If you're a lawyer, be a good Catholic lawyer. A politician, be a good Catholic politician. A parent, be a good Catholic parent. So today, on this Evangelical Sunday, I'm offering to anyone here who was not baptized an opportunity to be baptized, to look into our RCIA program. I'm offering to everyone here, anyone here who is not Catholic, to come and to learn more about the Catholic Church and the Catholic faith. An opportunity to develop a relationship or to deepen your relationship with Jesus Christ through Mass and the sacraments. I know that many of this probably doesn't apply to those here today. So what about the rest of us who are already disciples? Once we become disciples, that is, a follower of Jesus, we are called to take it to the next level and become apostles, witnesses to the faith. Like those first apostles, we too are sent on a mission to take the saving message of Jesus Christ to others. Um, Janet, would you give us... Janet is one of our evangelists in our church. She is so deeply involved in so many of the catechetical processes that we do here. Can you just give us a, a real quick briefing of what you do and, and what the benefit you see in it? Thank you, Thank you, Janet. You can see that the good news of Jesus Christ is just too good to be kept to ourselves. So I challenge you, think of someone you know, a family member, a friend, a co-worker, or just an acquaintance, and invite them to know, love, and become a follower of Christ in his Catholic Church. Invite that person to join the RCIA, or better yet, you bring that person to RCIA. So as we continue our Mass, pray for the grace that we need to become authentic disciples and followers of Jesus so that we can fulfill his command to teach everyone the faith, the gospel, 
the good news.